What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Welcome to Creature Feature, a production of iHeartRadio. I'm your host of Many Parasites, Katie Golden. I studied psychology and evolutionary biology, and today on the show, it's Fashion Beak, or Week, or whatever. We're slithering down the runway to talk about high animal fashion, from hats to outerwear to shabby chic. These animals are not born with it. They have meticulously crafted their fashionable attire from elements in their environment. Discover this and more as we answer the age-old question, why aren't we fact-checking SpongeBob? Joining me today is the very fashionable and creative YouTube essayist, Maggie Mae Fish. Welcome! Hello! Maybe you don't fact check Spongebob while you watch (laughs) it, but I do. Got your clipboard. Everyone knows that uh, it's funnier when it's more accurate. Exactly. Uh, Scientific accuracy, yes, is hilarious. Actually, Stephen Helmberg, the um, uh, creator of the show, I think he, he was a marine biologist. And uh, he kind of made the very typical career move to go from being a marine biologist to a mm-hmm. uh, SpongeBob creator. Yeah, if I added nickel for every time. <laughs> there, there were some biologically accurate jokes in the show, but we're going to discuss why they didn't always get it right. Now, Maggie, you are a YouTube video essayist. You're Uh, videos are typically on film, but one thing I love about your videos is your sense of fashion that goes with the theme of the episode. So I feel like you are a very good guest to have on this episode about animals who make their outfits work for the situation. Oh, I can't wait. Uh, When I saw the preview of what we were going to be talking about today, I had such glee in my heart. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. So uh, first, we are going to talk about an animal that loves to wear a fashionable hat. So there are crabs called decorator crabs. You may have heard of them. Uh, They are not one species, but a whole variety of species who share one thing in common, a love for fashion. Uh, They will stick materials to their bodies for camouflage or to ward off predators. Today, we're going to focus on one type of decorator crabs, the sponge decorator crabs. These are decorator crabs who wear sponges. So (laughs) they are... How do they pick them up with their... With our claws, without ripping the fabric, you'd think <laughs> it'd rip right through. I, I hope, I hope that's in your notes, Katie. <laughs> I don't know how they do that with their claws. claws. I do actually have an explainer <laughs> on exactly how their claws work, so oh. we will, we will yeah. talk about that. So yeah, they they're called sponge crabs. Uh, there's a whole family of them called Dromidae. There are over thirty species of sponge crabs that live off of Australia's coastline alone. 
and many others distributed uh. near coral reefs. So there are a lot of these guys. They're very diverse. Uh, sea sponges are, of course, living animals themselves. They move independently as larvae in an early stage in their life cycle. But once they mature, they become completely sessile. That means that they stay in one location for the rest mm. of their life, usually. So, Just like me uh, in my future retirement. <laughs> I will not be moving. Thank you. <laughs> gonna, gonna get one of those lazy boys of the future that can move <laughs> around like a cross between yeah. a lazy boy and a Segway. Ah. <gasps> uh. With cup holders galore. Yes, but sea sponges typically don't move around. But uh, as we'll discuss soon, there is uh, exceptions. Uh, sea sponges are actually really fascinating because they are unique in their cellular structure. Their cells can freely migrate throughout their bodies and transform to perform different functions. Uh, in this way, they have no organs or organized tissues, just a bunch of cells going around doing stuff. What? That's what? Yeah. <laughs> that works? That can it happen? It works. Apparently, yeah. Wow. Huh. So when a decorator crab tears off a piece of sponge and attaches it to its body, the sponge actually remains alive and can continue to grow and eat. And yes, sponges eat through many, many mouths that they have. Many of tiny mouths. <laughs> Suddenly, uh, Sponge's got a lot scarier than, than <laughs> I pictured that. I mean, can you imagine mm. in SpongeBob if all the holes in the SpongeBob just have little teeth? They don't actually, uh, uh. They don't actually have little human teeth, so don't worry about that. But they do have tons of mouths. <laughs> so when a decorator crab tears off a piece of sponge and attaches it to their body, this sponge will actually grow around and will make a sort of customized bespoke little hat that perfectly molds over the crab's carapace. Wow. Why haven't we invented that yet? Living clothing? Fabric that, yeah, grows around me. I, I agree. I would love to have living clothing that perfectly forms itself to my body I mean, I guess that's kind of like what they do in The Last of Us, right? Like m like fungus that just grows around your body. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's pretty fashionable. Is it is it uh, scary or is it fashion? Uh, fashion can be very scary. Um, <laughs> our, yeah. skin, our, our skin oh. is kind of like that, right? Like we do have skin, which is sort oh, of sure. like living clothing, you know? The original clothing, I think. Maggie's trying to pull you know? it off, which, uh, and I don't mean pull it off as in make it work. I mean, pull it off as in remove it from her body and it's, uh, <laughs> stop stop that. Um, <laughs> uh, but yes. Yeah, so, I gotta get it dry cleaned. <laughs> yeah, just remove the skin, put it in the washer. That is what we call exfoliation, folks. Um, so... Yeah, they uh, will carefully trim the sponge with their little claws, uh, put it on their carapace like, okay. they're, like they're a little tailor, uh, and they actually hold it in place with small specialized back legs that bend upwards and cling onto the sponge. Oh, okay. So wait, they have two appendages. Is this the only purpose for those legs? Yes. They can't that, walk with them. They, what? They are, the legs what? have evolved specifically to hold their little sponge hats uh, in place. That's like if we had two hands growing out behind our ears to hold. <laughs> hold our hats I, in place. I'd love one that would hold my sunglasses and keep them from falling off my face when uh, I bend over. That's nice. Or one to hold up the umbrella for you. So yes, I can an umbrella hand. This is what I've been saying. And then <sighs> your two hands can do other stuff. But these crabs have it covered. They have specialized little back legs. They can't walk on them. All they do is hold that sponge in place. In fact, on the end of those legs are two little tweezer-like pincers that they use to hold onto the sponge. Just like they got little tweezers. <laughs> hold on the sponge and keeps it on as a hat. And it's Interesting because some species of uh, decorator crabs or other animals that modify their looks will use like Velcro-like hooks on their uh, outer exoskeleton to like hold things in place. 
But the reason that they use these legs is they can actually take that hat off, that living sponge hat. <laughs> they can remove it, which is important. To say, yeah, just howdy. So, so they can tip Today. their hat. Milady. <laughs> McCrustacean. Uh, <laughs> but uh, this is actually so that they can shed that uh, outer carapace when they go through periods of molting. And then mm. once they shed its exoskeleton and they start to regrow a new one, they actually take that hat that they have, that specialized, very bespoke hat, and put it right back on themselves. So they that basically they have one hat that they love. It's alive. It's like their friend. It's their buddy. And it helps protect them. Wow. Do you think they have a little hat stand that they pop it on <laughs> while they shed their little piece of coral maybe yeah just like honey i'm that's home what, put the scientific. hat on the hat stand <laughs> out your outer break out of your entire exoskeleton yeah uh. um but yeah the sponge not only is super fashionable and it is maggie can you actually like tell the listener what you see in some of these photos because i mean i'm hoping people google pictures of these because they're so cute but these look like they're from like a Studio Ghibli film of mystical yes. crabs wearing little hats. They are so cute. They're like uh, furry bucket hats. Yes. All the rage of the 90s and forever in the ocean. They're I coming. Guess. Bucket hats are back. They're back. They're back. They're so back that I think they're about to be out pretty soon. Yeah. I feel like. Get them quick. Or two, yeah. Put them yeah. on and take, rip them right back off. But yes, they have these beautiful little sponge bucket hats that they are peeking out from. And they're like these these crabs tend to be like fairly small, you know, like maybe the palm of your hand size. So they're it's very cute. They look like little ocean fairies. Um, but yeah, the sponge uh, will offer them camouflage and that helps protect them from predators. But also sponges are toxic and unpleasant to chew on which will additionally help to deter predators because of their toxicity and the fact that, have you ever tried to like eat a sponge? Uh, I have. Uh, I'm going to go probably. first. I okay. Have. When I was Yesterday. Yeah. I would chew on sponges. Um, they weren't very appetizing. I don't know why I still did it, but I definitely did it. I ate paper, so that's not much better. Paper was... Yeah, glue was good. So was crayons. Glue was good. There's a lot of things that good. felt like it should have been food. <laughs> it wasn't, but we tried. It wasn't. But yeah, yeah. I heard of like sponge cake. I, I have that memory of like, oh, sponge cake. Therefore, I can eat a sponge. And <gasps> I tried. Didn't work. So <laughs> earlier. The brain I of a young scientist. <laughs> Let's test the piece, the uh, uh, hypothesis. Mm. Can I eat sponge? And answer, <laughs> maybe. So it's not known whether this is beneficial for the sponges, whether it helps the sponges feed or reproduce or disperse. So like the nature of the symbiosis is unknown. But it is really interesting because this is a normally sessile animal, the sponge, that does not move around. And then in this case, with the help of these adorable little crabs, they are now mobile. They move around. Mm -hmm. Like a car. Like a car. They're teaching a ride on their new car. <laughs> yeah. I get it. I, I get it. Yes. Yeah. They Makes are. Makes so sense. Yes. I, I just, I love these little guys. They're so cute. Some of the species are like kind of rotund, like they're very round and like they got little <laughs> tiny faces. It's very, very cute. Uh, some species not only wear sponges, but the crab themselves are fuzzy and furry, such as the Lamarck Droma beagle crab, a.k.a. the fluffy crab, who looks so cute and cuddly. I want to pet it. I don't think it'd want me to pet yeah. it, but I want to pet it. It'd probably be terrified. Yeah. It's so fluffy. It looks, you can't hardly tell what's the amoeba and what's the crab. Just little balls of fur. <laughs> it's so cute. One poisonous, one crab. <laughs> <laughs> I would endure many pinches just to get a little bit of a pet in on this crab. <laughs> but yeah, what do, you, what do you think, Maggie? Would you wear one of these beautiful sponge bucket hats? I feel like I'd wear the crab wearing mm. the hat. 
the crab is so cute. I feel like it's part of the part of the aesthetic. We could really get a chain going. So you're wearing the crab wearing the hat, but you're in a car and then the car is on a boat. Uh, and the boat's on a whale. Yeah. Let's end it on a whale. That'd be cool. <laughs> <laughs> How do do we do we not know that um, T Rexes and their tiny arms wasn't to hold like a little tiny purse? Yeah, no, that's a good point. I bet it was to hold we, a little clutch. Yeah, a little clutch. Be the perfect bloop, yeah, a little, little furry, yeah. mossy clutch. <laughs> we don't know that. The hands are in the perfect position for clutch holding. <laughs> clutch in one hand. Apple teeny in the other. I can see it. Yeah, cigarette behind the ear. <laughs> what ear? What ear? Yeah. In balancing the hole, it like on it. its head. Stuck <laughs> in the hole. Just jammed in the in the ear hole. Uh Alright, well we're gonna take a quick break while I try not to think about shoving a cigarette in my ear hole. And when <laughs> we get back, we're gonna talk about another aquatic fashionista called the coconut octopus. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. So we are back, and there's another nautical fashion maven. This is the coconut octopus, and it's one of my favorite animals. Uh, wow, it, really? I love, yes, I love octopuses, and I love mm-hmm. th- this. This one is so, it's so amazing in several ways in its behavior. It's very cute. So the coconut octopus is about six inches or 15 centimeters long, half of which is the mantle, Whoa. which is sort of like the main body. So they're not huge. Tiny. That's a little guy. So its body color can change, and it ranges from reds to browns to light tans. So like most octopuses, its body can uh, change. Like it has these chromatophore cells, and the color can change. Um, I just learned recently that... Um, they, it's like the layers of skin that give the different colors, mm-hmm. uh, or yeah, I, I'm sure you could articulate it better <laughs> well, there's, than that. Yes, but, so there's uh, uh, awesome. So there are <laughs> yes, the in there's both pigment coloration and there's structural coloration, mm-hmm. and in, for octopuses, I think they often they can use both. So both like the structural uh, color coloration and the pigment coloration because like structural coloration, it's basically when you think of like a prism and the light hits it and it refracts and you get like this rainbow of color, uh, on the microscopic mm. level, you will have the structure of cells, of tissues that is basically refracting light back at you that you can see and it's this brilliant color. Like if you think of a morpho butterfly, that brilliant shiny blue is structural Ooh. coloration of its scales. Uh, pigment, it is uh, more that it is 
it's similar in that you are basically seeing only the light that the pigment uh, has not absorbed. Uh, so the pigment absorbs light and then some light just can't be absorbed by the pigment. Mm. Whereas with structural mm -hmm. coloration, it's more that it's refracting the light back at you. But yeah, so so both are in play with the octopus. It's really, really cool. <laughs> uh, and then the coconut octopus has even a further fashion uh technique it will take the coconut shells that it finds or clam shells grab them and use them to hide its body in like this very ah! cute reverse pokemon move <laughs> yes back in the back pokeball. in the ball it wants to be in mm. the ball so it can often find Two halves of something, either coconut shells or some kind of nut shell or a clam shell. And they like to have two halves and basically seal themselves inside these two halves. It sounds made up. It sounds like a child's <laughs> idea does. of what an animal would do. But they absolutely do this. Wow. Wow. Do you think it's like a I Dream of Genie situation where it's like inside <laughs> They have a room. Like, there's like little. They got a lounge. Pit. Yeah, yeah. They've got like a little little octopus, uh, lazy boy that rolls around. Um, yeah, no, I mean it. It is. They are very squishy animals, and so they can fit actually into quite tight spaces. So for them, this is probably nice and space spacious. Uh, they will also carry around this little fortress that they find with them. So they not only will seal themselves inside, they will often carry it with them so that if they get scared, they can just like, whoop, right back inside. <laughs> wow. Wow. This is blowing my mind, Katie. <laughs> <laughs> I do wish sometimes I could do that where it's like, I don't know, what's something... I don't like if I had a mailbox that I was just wearing over myself and then if I saw someone that I didn't like, I could just go inside the mailbox mm -hmm. and nobody knows. That sounds nice. That's like on uh, airplanes. I wear one hat and a mask and uh, eye covers and then a larger hat that goes right over it. Oh, that's so bliss. No one can see me. As long yeah. as you can still breathe through all of that, that's bliss. Just barely. <laughs> That's all you need. You're in the air. There's a lot more. <laughs> You're surrounded by air. You know so. how air works. The higher up you go, the more air <laughs> there is. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It just keeps. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that how sounds... do. Oh, how, how do the octopus, how do they keep the shell around them? Like, is it the suction cups, like, pulling yes. it in? Like, how do they? Yeah, they use like, their, to carry it. Yes, they, they're very dexterous, and they have those little little suction cups that can kind of stick onto things. And so they can very nimbly, like, manipulate these shells and, like, close them in around themselves. And when you see, like, videos of them doing it, it's just they're basically, like, picking up the shells and then, like, a little magic trick. They, like, zoop right inside. Uh, in fact, they can also uh, walk on just two legs. So uh, researchers has, have observed them walking bipedally. So they like tuck in all of their legs except for two legs and sort of like in a Squidward walk. We'll just walk on two of them. Uh, sometimes they'll have like a coconut shell around them. Sometimes they're just balled up. And the idea is that when they're doing this, they are trying to imitate the shape and movement of like a floating coconut. Because like, there's a lot of coconuts Whoa. around where they live uh, that have sunk to the bottom of the uh, ocean. And so like they are like, don't mind me. I'm just like a little floating coconut. Mm. Wow. Wow. This is wild. Growing up, I had a coconut purse. That was like, you know, a, a painted coconut with a little, that uh, the whole time. Like, and I, you had an had octopus, octopus inside? In hanging Ugh. out? Never questioned it? Never questioned. My pet, my Pokemon. <laughs> These really are like Pokemon. Uh, <laughs> yeah. just, it's so cute. Like, you see it in this little coconut. They do it with, with shells as well, like shellfish shells. But the coconut is really the perfect shape for this because it really forms mm -hmm. the sphere. <laughs> I've also seen a video of one of these octopuses trying to use like a cup, like a um, plastic cup and hide inside it. 
And some diver like goes down and starts giving it like various clamshells to try to get it to use something different than this like transparent uh-huh. cup that probably won't help because the octopus oh, is no. like, ah, it's oh, a little no. space, but it's transparent. So <laughs> that's not quite going to help you. Ah, uh, it's a emperor's new clothes situation. <laughs> Uh, I like to think that it was a king octopus that got tricked by a wily octopus tailor. But uh, yeah, so it is <laughs> They'll also sometimes like just carry the coconut with them and then like their legs are draped over the sides and then just kind of like walking like they're doing a Fred Flintstone cart. Do you see that, Maggie? I've shared that gif with you. Yeah. I could not tell what was going on until you explained it. Because, uh, yeah, it's just like his head sitting on top of the the coconut and then running his legs around it. Yes. It's like, did you ever, when you were a kid, like sit inside a laundry basket, like on carpet, and then like like scoot the laundry basket around with your legs? Yes. Yes. This is what this is yes, doing. Right? Except with Comparison. the coconut. Mm-hmm. I think we're all deep down, just little octopuses who want to slide around in coconuts. On a coconut. Slide yeah, they just want to surf, man. <laughs> want to sled. Sled on the ocean. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's very cute. And it, it's something that with octopuses, they uh, have, uh, they are mollusks. And there are a lot of mollusks that actually have shells. And octopuses do not have shells. They have traded their shells for greater squishability greater mobility the they can like fit into high tight places they're very quick and they can hunt better Um, but the trade-off is that they're very squishy so uh, (laughs) they don't have a lot of protection so it's so amazing that this octopus has found a solution where it can remain squishy but finds something in its environment and wears it and you know some uh Biologists consider this to be a form of tool use. So tool use is something that does not just happen in primates. Uh, Depending on your definition of tool, like this octopus is using a tool like armor so that it protects itself. This is, uh, (laughs) I feel uh, almost speechless. Um, Yeah, Uh, maybe we shouldn't be ruining the planet. I don't know. (laughs) That's a great idea, actually. I've never thought of not ruining the planet yeah. i've always just like thought yeah of, it just occurred to me yeah like wait what if we didn't destroy all these wait. beautiful unique animals um but then again i do really want a shirt that lasts for two days and then i have to throw it out because it's falling apart that's true <laughs> that is what i want katie <laughs> All right, so we're going to take a quick break, and when we get back, we're going to talk about another animal fashion expert. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. 
Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. So, Maggie, what is your opinion on shabby chic or how to mess? Uh, I am into it. I was much more into it when I was young. I think there was one time oh, right. that I redid my room in Shabby Chic. Because you're so old now. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, young, I mean, like, six. This is, that was when I was really starting yes, to, okay. uh, yeah, get into fashion and uh, decorating. Um, I was, as you can imagine, as a six-year-old, I was very good at it, uh, but yeah, it's a, it's a very valid um, aesthetic. It is. I remember I, for my like dress up games, I had no sort of inherent sense of things matching. I put every <laughs> just putting everything on. Like this skirt goes over this skirt, which goes over pants. Uh, you know, like and then a tutu over that, and of course multiple pairs of sunglasses, one on my face, one on my head. Uh, and then also mm-hmm. a hat. So every just everything. Yeah, uh, a hat stacker. Hat stacker. Put a hat. Yes. Hide a hat under a large hat. Um, have you? No one ever told me it was only one hat. That was not communicated to me. Have you seen that? I'm trying to remember her name. There's this fashion designer who makes these like extremely expensive uh, clothes that look very like very tattered and kind of look like clown clothes a little bit. Do you know what I'm talking uh-huh. about? Uh, I'm picturing so many different things in my in my mind. Okay, I think it's called Magnolia Pearl. Okay. Oh yeah, 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 yes. yeah. This these? is shabby it's, chic. Yeah, yeah, it's shabby chic. It's like, and what I'm looking at is someone wearing like a torn dress over jeans, work boots. Mm-hmm. I think a cowboy hat. That's interesting. Um. <laughs> This is not so much my style, I've got to say. Like, I feel like my clothes get yeah. torn. My clothes get torn and dirty uh, without me paying hundreds and hundreds of dollars. Uh, yeah, honestly, if you do like that uh, this look, um, and you look it up and you like it, uh, go to any Goodwill, any estate yes. sale. Um, You'll find something that you can yeah, work with. If yeah. you just rolled around in a Goodwill, I think you could achieve the exact same look. Like close mm-hmm. your eyes and just do like a Tasmanian devil spin in a in a Goodwill. Yeah. And you will actually probably come out looking better, in my opinion. Yeah. First put glue on your body. Glue That's and tape right. so that when you roll around, it sticks, obviously. That's obviously. right. <laughs> well, the reason I bring this up on an evolutionary biology podcast is that there is an animal a very small animal who loves shabby chic and comes out looking in my opinion like a magnolia pearl look um actually probably better so (laughs) this is the green lacewing larva so green lacewings already sounds very fashionable doesn't it absolutely i love green i love lace uh, and I can warm up to wings. Um, <laughs> I'm neutral about wings, but I could be convinced. Yeah. The other stuff I'll take. <laughs> so they are a family of insects with a larval and adult form. The adult form looks actually kind of pretty, pretty innocent as well. It's a small green flying insect, no bigger than the tip of your finger. Uh, they are slender Ooh. and green in color with long transparent wings that covers most of their bodies. Uh, and the wings are transparent, but they also have these intricate, visible, veined kind of structures on the wings, which is what gives them the name lace wing. Because like, if you kind of look at it, it looks a little bit like lace or something. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, they're, they're purposeful. pretty. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are actually good if you spot them in your garden. Like, don't freak out. They are really good predators of aphids, uh, particularly in their larval form. So their adult form, pretty cute, sweet, looks like little lace fairies. But then their larval form, they definitely have a bit of a glow up because they look pretty gross. Uh, <laughs> I shared you a, a picture of this larval form. It is... Uh, 
this they are kind of like long almond shape with eyelash like projections on their bodies which are also segmented uh they've got this very fierce set of mandibles um they're kind of a mm-hmm. yellow and reddish brown so they're they're not fun looking they're not they're not elegant nah they look like they would be poisonous i don't know if they are or probably not but that's the vibe it gives off yeah they give they give the vibe of like this is an alien that's going to crawl inside your worm and get in your brain and control your brain yeah kind of thing absolutely or like i'm radioactive yes you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh but they are actually not dangerous for people um, and they're good to have in your garden. They are very dangerous for aphids. Their nickname is aphid lion. And yeah, they are absolutely terrifying looking. Um, but they're actually quite shy. So they will do their best to dress themselves in whatever they can find in order to blend in with their surroundings. Uh, and so they will basically cover themselves with anything that they find, including plant fibers, twigs moss lichen dead insects and this helps the like it actually looks i think it's an improvement honestly from when they're naked (laughs) their nakedness is much more menacing looking than the outfits that they throw together um and this is to protect them and also to camouflage them so they can sneak attack aphids Wow, is that what makes them such effective hunters? Is that they're yes. carrying around their own bush? Pretty much. Hiding? They're like a solid snake in the cardboard box. Uh, they have mm. the this this outfit. Both protects them from predators. It camouflages them from predators. And it camouflages them from their prey. So it's really a triple threat. And fashionables. That's a quadruple threat. <laughs> and something unique about them is that because they will basically throw whatever they can find on themselves, they're, all their outfits are unique to the individual. So every outfit that they wear is a new and unique work of art that this insect has created. I got to be honest, Katie. I really don't like this. I don't like the way they... <laughs> yeah, but I think so far this is... We went from very cute to um, disturbing in a way that I don't think I can... It's like... It's like if I was wearing another set of skin. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's the vibes it's giving me. Um, I mean, that's essentially <laughs> leather, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, which is why I don't wear leather. <laughs> you know. I only wear human leather. Um, yes, it, yes. When I get a sunburn, it's essentially human leather. Yes, uh, I, yes. So, no, I mean, it is interesting. Um, they do kind of look like a trash pile, but that's intentional. Uh, and you can really see sort of like some of them just like it looks like they have like a white puff ball on them or like weird little squiggly plant fibers. One is just like covered in lichen. One has like orange plant fibers and some dead spiders and like it looks like Blech. an empty cocoon on it. Another one has a bunch of like, I think some spider web, dead bugs on it. The Another one is just like a total mixture of like dead bugs, lichen, plant fibers. Owl pellet. Yeah, it Dust. does look like it might Dust. have some doo-doo feces on it. Um, yeah, and so they, you know, I guess it's a little avant-garde. I understand it's a little avant-garde uh, for some people's tastes, but it, it look, if this is an art, how is a Jackson Pollock art, which basically looks like bird doo-doo? It does look like bird doo-doo. It lo- totally looks like. It looks like b- bird doo-doo, yeah. like after birds ate some Skittles. Oh, my God. I yes. like it. I'm not saying I don't like it. In fact, I like it because it looks like bird doo-doo after a bird ate some Skittles. <laughs> You're describing a beautiful scene. Absolutely. <laughs> it evokes It evokes rainbow bird poo-poo. Um, but yeah, so they have so many varieties of outfits and I understand that this phase of their life is awkward, maybe not so cute. Um, but we've all gone through that phase of fashion in our lives. 
We've all tried shabby chic and realized that it just makes your house look kind of old a little bit, <laughs> which is sometimes good, but sometimes not what you're looking for. Yeah, we've all, all, all of us have gone a little too far with boho. Uh, but like <laughs> I have, if I can be vulnerable, I did for a minute in college wear skirts over uh, pants. Wow. Yeah, I know. You're so cool. Uh, yes, cool is what I was. Uh. <laughs> my thinking was like, well, I don't want, like, what if someone can see my underpants when I'm wearing the skirt? So I need the pants under the skirt. But the skirt is good, so I should wear pants under the skirt. They put that fear into you as a young feminine person. That's right. At any moment. Any they moment. They to show at any moment. Any moment, I, someone could see my SpongeBob underpants, and we can't have that yes, happening. Yes, yes. So I'm hiding at all costs. <laughs> So to metamorphosize into adults, they actually wrap themselves in a small white egg-shaped cocoon. And once they are ready, they will cut their way out of the cocoon, managing to slice open the top of it and emerge in this adorable and fashionable entrance. It's actually really cute because they make a very, like, actually precise incision off the top. It looks like you took an X-Acto knife and <sighs> just cut away the top of this little cocoon. And then the top mm. of the cocoon, it's like for a hot minute. It's like their little hat that they're hatching out of. It looks like a cartoon chick, like perfectly popping out of an egg, except that it's yeah. a bug. That's a Pokemon right there. It is a Pokemon. It's Look at adorable. it. Adorable. Mm -hmm. It's a Pokemon mm. in like an oval shaped Pokeball. It's so cute. Mm -hmm. So like uh, the top comes off like a uh, Ukrainian egg, like very yeah, or like egg. a Fabergé egg, like just like hinged yeah. right off. It's it's very cool. Mm -hmm. And even lace wing eggs have a bit of style. So they are laid so that they're attached to a leaf or a branch, but instead of being just laid directly on the surface, they are delicately balanced on top of a long thin stalk so they actually look like these tiny strange round flowers yeah i i almost asked if the photo was upside down because surely they're hanging from no. the leaf no yeah wow. no they're just like they're just hanging out well hanging up hanging up and uh it's very it's very strange and alien looking this is actually to protect mm -hmm. the eggs from ants who would happily consume the eggs of the lacewing particularly because ants and aphids have a symbiotic relationship, so ants don't necessarily like uh, lacewings mm. eating their little uh, domesticated aphid herd, mm. but uh, this is the technique that the lacewing has to protect them from being eaten by ants. Um, but yeah. It's very political. It yeah. is. It is. You yeah. know, honestly, when you zoom in on nature, it gets very political. There's a lot of, there's a lot <laughs> of, uh, a lot of sort of, you know, inside baseball um, mm -hmm. going on negotiations, negotiations, trade federations, forums. Yeah. I've used all the political mm -hmm. words I know. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, if you see these in your garden, you should leave them be because the little hatchlings, those horrible-looking little things with a terrible sense of fashion, will eat aphids, white fly, and other small garden pests. In fact, uh, often they're available commercially for people to put in their gardens because they're such a. It's not oh. just ladybugs. It's also these guys that help you uh, keep pests out of your garden without using pesticides. Yeah, I definitely remember these guys flying around my dad's garden. Uh, yeah, they're very cute, but I had no idea they uh, they have a whole. I had no awkward... idea I've seen their final form. <laughs> yeah, they have a very awkward teenage phase. Yes, it's not but a they phase. They did not mom. tell me about. <laughs> I'll always be awkward, mom. All right. Well, before we go, we got to play a game. Maggie, do you want to play the mystery animal sound game? I do. I'm so excited. I've been practicing. <laughs> Just like listening to random animal sounds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Call me. <laughs> Part of my meditation. The soothing call of, uh, of mm -hmm. whales. The howler monkey. Howler monkey. Um... So last week's Mystery Animal Sound hint was this. Please chew with your mouth closed, Bruce.
All right, Maggie, did you hear that? Yes. I, I initially I thought it was like a panda eating bamboo until it made that, that <laughs> other noise. Um, uh, maybe I I want to say like cricket, a cricket, but it can't be a cricket. It can't be a cricket, and it almost sounded like a bird. But I guess I'll say cricket. That's not right. Sorry, you lose. <laughs> wah, wah. Wah, wah, oh no! Wah, wah. I'm falling into now you get dunked in the dunk tank. tank. Um, <laughs> but yes, this is a young gray-headed flying fox from a bat rescuer. <gasps> so, oh, uh, this one is from a bat rescuer on YouTube named Mega Batty. This little baby bat is talking with her mouth full. She is squeaking angrily at uh, something. <laughs> while chewing down on some fruit. Uh, okay, that all makes so much more sense. I love bats. If I could have a bat as a pet, <laughs> I would. Yeah, I it's not recommended of, on account of the no. rabies and so on and other zoonotic diseases, but I agree. I, I feel like if I could get like one sort of like free pass for a pet with like no negative consequences, no ethical concerns... Bat is definitely mm-hmm. a top contender, especially a flying fox, because their their faces are so cute. Oh, they look wow. they look like little I don't know. They have the faces of a cute little chihuahua, and then the body of an amazing weird flying <laughs> animal. So, <laughs> yeah, my cousins had a uh, sugar squirrels. Um, oh, sugar, sugar gliders. gliders. Yeah, yeah, and I was like that, but. A little bit more gothic. Uh, <laughs> a little more goth. Yes. Yeah. No, I, I, I like the edge. I like the edginess. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so gray-headed flying foxes are huge megabats found in Australia. They're actually the largest bat found on the continent. They have a wingspan of over three feet or around a meter. So, you know, winged, wingtip to wingtip, they're pretty big. Uh, big. They eat fruit, but they will also eat nectar and pollen, and sometimes their cute little faces get covered in yellow pollen dust. It's very cute. Aww. It's like they're trying to eat a powdered donut, and they get uh, powdered sugar all over its face, except that it's pollen, which is Ugh. which is that great is for flowers, because then if they move on to another flower, they will then uh, pollinate that flower. Spread it out. It's uh, the entertainment for the evening, if you will. <laughs> so on to this week's mystery animal sound, the hint. I hope it doesn't have a sore throat. That'd be a doozy. So Maggie, you got any guesses? Whoa. I mean, it sounds huge. So it'd be hilarious if it's really small. Um, uh, it's a mosquito. <laughs> I wish. No, I'm joking. Then I would be able to hear it coming. I got bit five times. Oh, my God. So. Yeah. 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 They love me. I don't love them back. <laughs> uh, if I had to guess, I would say toad. Because I don't want to think it's a giant uh, animal. interesting guess well we will find out on the next episode of creature feature uh if you think you know who is making that sound you can write to me at creaturefeaturepod at gmail.com you can also write to me with questions and i try to answer them either on the show in special listener questions episodes or i'll just reply to you uh or try to telepathically answer your message let me know if that works (laughs) Oh, I just got one. Oh, thanks. Uh, it's like, Katie, this is just a picture of a hamster butt. Exactly. Yeah. It answered everything I, <laughs> I asked. Maggie, thank you so much for joining me. Where can people find you? Thank you so much for letting me come on and learn about... Uh, really, I got some fashion tips, I felt like, so this was good for me. Um, you're rethinking. Yeah, I can, can tell you're rethinking oh. the lace wing fashion fashion. You, you're, it's warm. You're oh, warming up to it. Absolutely. 
I am right after this. I'm gonna buy a fuzzy bucket hat. Um, <laughs> hopefully made out of a living other crew. <laughs> they shipped to the U.S. Um, those were a thing. Yeah, you, the the furry bucket hats. They were. Those were a thing. Yes. Yeah. Pink fuzzy you get bucket hat. I had one with like clouds. Although I don't think I was ever actually cool enough to wear it because they were like so in. It yeah. Was, like, cool girls. Yeah. No, I I yeah. I didn't wear the pink fuzzy bucket hats myself. Um, mm -hmm. Just just the skirts over jeans. Oh yeah, that other cool. Very cool. Was it was very cool. I think Charlize Theron wore it once, so obviously I. Was oh yes, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> Ooh, uh, speaking of Charlene, um, I love her, um, and you can find me online uh, on YouTube, uh, just at my name, Maggie Mae Fish, and I guess on the other websites, definitely on Instagram. Kind of on Twitter. I don't really. <laughs> I yeah. let my cats um, look at my Twitter at this point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's. I'm saying. It's like a slow. It's, it's like a it's, slow and magnificent train crash on Twitter. Um, yeah, I, I'm cheering it along. It, it, I don't know if you ever seen like a parade that starts like, uh, you know, just dominoing. Oh yeah, fall, down people the line, falling but... over. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. It's fa it's you know. I'll be in that parade, just falling over the next person. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but yeah, uh, I actually just very, very recently started a TikTok because apparently that's a whole that's a whole thing. Uh, so I'll, I'll be doing animal related content on TikTok. My TikTok is Katie Golden, just K A T I E G O L D I N, and I'm I'm a little baby. I'm a widow baby on it. I've only posted like twice, <laughs> but yeah. If you want to check that out, I'd be so grateful. And thank you so much to the Space Cossacks for their super awesome song Exolumina. Creature Features, a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts like the one you just heard, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or hey, guess what? Wherever you listen to your favorite shows. See you next Wednesday. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits. LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org.